honored beings. Unbox your Japanese pruning shears, monitor the westward cloud cover, and rally your ladybugs against the threat of aphids. Don't ladybugs eat aphids? Exactly. Rally them against the threat of aphids. I... Because it's time to talk tall to me. I don't think they're under threat. The aphid is... No, don't they no, farm? They, they farm them, yeah. right? No, they attack aphids. Mm. They protect your plants from aphids. Oh. Because they eat the aphids. Oh, no, ants farm aphids. They farm the nectar. That's what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Nick McGill. And as ever, I am Omen Sade. We are Feckless Momes. And this is Talk Tall to Me, a botanical life cycle of prog rock band Jethro Tull, from the seeds of This Was, through the sprouts and germination of Stand Up, through the flowering and fruit stages of Songs from the Wood, and through the wintry demise of the Christmas album. That's right. We are your tulliobotanists here to discuss the genus and species of every song and every album. One seed, one petal, one leaf, one song. Leaf's a long song. Leaf's. <laughs> we'll get there. Roots to branches. There we go. We got a lot of. A lot of naturey references a little bit later on. We we gotta we can't blow them all now. Mm. This week, before we get into our next track that we're gonna do off of Living in the Past, yes. I just have some notes. Mary! Thank you, Mary. You're welcome. <laughs> Alright, so real quick, as we've discussed in the past, we've even played a clip from Kirk Hamilton's podcast. Strong songs. Just recently, recently according to this recording, it would be the January 8th episode for those going back in his his back catalog. He did the strong songs for Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. And I just think it's we're talking classic rock, prog rock. I think it is is important to to branch just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just acknowledge it. Yeah. So if you're interested in the complexity and some really interesting musical information about Stairway, go ahead and check out that episode. You might say that Strong Songs and We are, are productive twigs grafted onto the same rootstock. I, would, I, I could say that. I hope that you do. I don't hate the idea of saying that. <laughs> So thanks for our comrades in arms, Strong Songs. Mm -hmm. And still in the prog news arena, however, this I do hate to say, some bad news in the the classics. Drummer and lyricist for the band Rush, the Mm. Canadian Jethro Tull, Neil Peart has passed away January 10th, 2020. Well, Nick, the fact is that we all return to the dust from which we came. That we do. And this is the time that Neil Pert has gone to the great big gig in the sky. That's right. He is drumming with a 300-piece drum set with St. Saint, Saint John of 
Zildjian. He he also he also has forty arms now. He does, yeah. So he doesn't need to stress nearly as much. He's taken on his true form, mm-hmm. and he will he will be down down here soon to wreak havoc upon all of us. Yes. So if you want to follow the traditional prog rock mourning practices, please wear your blackest leather pants and frilly lace front shirt for the next week to sufficiently honor the great loss that Rush and the world have have suffered. And we will have a, a, a concept moment of silence. I don't know what the concept is. It's silence, I think. The concept is silence. There we go. Okay. So that's it for the news thus far. Yeah. Oh, just one final thing. Sorry. Go ahead and hop onto your Instagrams, kids. What? Because Feckless Momes is there to be found. I'll take an Insta pound. At Feckless Momes. That's all. Find us there. Nick, that is big news, actually. You know, we are... We are young in form, but old in spirit, you and I, Nick. <laughs> that gap is very quickly lessening, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> older and older. Yep. But so the voyage for us into the realm of social media, especially in terms of Talk Tall to Me, is, is relatively new. Nick, what sort of things can our audience expect to find on our Instagram account? Well, it's going to be probably mostly just updates on shows, and it's, it's right. not just Talk Tall. It's the whole Feckless Moms catalog. It's the so. whole Feckless Moms audio network catalog. I'm glad that you brought that up, Nick, because it's not just Feckless Moms, is it? That, or Talk Tall to me? <laughs> it's not just Talk Tall to me, no. There's also some back catalog of a show that my older brother and I did called Rigged that we don't do yes. anymore. That was a, kind of a starter show. We had our, our, our training wheels on there. But we do still do Random Encounters. And that is coming out every Monday, if you want to check that out. That's great. And go ahead and keep your eyeballs peeled on Instagram and probably here as well in the future because we've got some other shows in the works we're thinking about That's putting right. out. So. And most importantly, it's it's another way that you, dear listener, can interact with the Feckless Moms Audio Network and with Nick, myself, and with all the great podcasts that are part of our pod family. That's right. That's right. Enough housekeeping, though. I think that's it. I think Certainly. We're good here. You know, if you do too much housekeeping, you start to view your house as an object which owns you more than you own it. Yes. Yes. We still want to enjoy the house. So let's leave a little bit of dust and move straight on to our song for this week. Nick, what is it that we have the pleasure of listening to this week? This week, we are listening to the only double, technically, of the songs uh, that we're going to be doing throughout this whole wild adventure. We're listening to Dharma for One. What? But wait. (laughs) Yeah, but this is the live version that they put on the Living in the Past album that has lyrics and that's why, and because I like it so much, that's why I wanted us to do this one. So let us pour ourselves a double shot of ear espresso mm-hmm. and have a listen once again to Dharma for One. Let us.
Okay, that's the first time you've heard that version, Omen. Nick, that is the very first time that I've heard the live version of Dharma for One. What an experience. Hey, Nick. Yeah. So we actually have, for the first time, a live special guest. That's right. I believe she is in live in studio with you right now. Live in the Feckless Moms satellite studio, my amazing, delightful fiance, Katie Lou, is here. She just listened to the song. I believe she was sewing a button on it at the time. The button didn't happen. Oh, no. Hi. Hi, Katie. So, Katie, you just listened to Dharma for One off of Living in the Past. Would you care to tell us what you thought about it? I liked it. I just thought the the drum solo was a little long for me. As is every drum solo ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The drum solo was, Nick, was it two full minutes? At least. It's very, It makes up, I think, a a quarter of that song. (laughs) Did you have any other thoughts about it? No, I just, that was it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Talk Tall to Me. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Lou. Bye. Bye. Bye, Katie. Thank you. Yeah, Nick, Dharma for One Live with lyrics. New and improved now with lyrics. Now with lyrics. And significantly with organ. Yeah, that's true. I I was thinking, as I was listening to this for who knows. Actually, this is, I knew this version before I knew the original version. Wow. Yeah, because I had Living in the Past long before I had This Was. Huh, interesting. But they could very easily be just two completely different songs. Yeah, it really... Yeah, no, it's it's shockingly different, which is, which is why I see now, having listened to it now, uh, why you wanted to dedicate an entire episode to it, and, and I think that's a wise choice. Yeah, it is its own entity. Any, Where should we... Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much what I was going to to lead in with. Any any thoughts right off the top of your head before we get into anything more? Yes, before uh, organized. we dive into before we dive into either the music or the lyrics, um, I just want to address Ian Anderson's joke at the oh top of the recording. <laughs> yes, I will certainly insert that joke here. It takes all of ten seconds, right? And it's it's bad. It's painful. It's not a good joke. She's really turned on by the television and vice versa. It's it's not good. It's what they would call these days a dad joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's very dad joke. And I'm ashamed to say that I laughed at it. <laughs> I've I've heard it many a time before, so it just it doesn't even phase me at this point. Sure, sure, sure. But I just I, I his rapport with the audience is so strange it's so unique in the world of rock and roll is it it's it's slightly slightly awkward feels almost forced the laughter for his jokes is usually fairly half-hearted and really just out of pity it feels like most of the time because in that in that joke, it was like it was like two people, and like one of them was his his mom or something. It had to have been. Right, right. <laughs> but on the other hand, there's a genuine affection for him from the audience. It's like ah, uh, this yeah. that's our weirdo. Yeah, 
That's that's our weirdo. We we have we take great pride in him, but not enough to laugh more than like a mild chortle at best. Right. Well, we respect him enough not to deceive him with false laughter. Fair enough. But in, but just enough to encourage more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, Nick, now do you want to talk about do you want to talk about the, about the musical differences first or do you want to just dive right into the lyrics, which we are, you know, which are new? I, I'd say let's do lyrics first. Okay. Since they're really there's really not a whole lot there. Dharma, 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 Dharma. For one. Why don't we start with the definition of the word dharma? Sure. We, we sort of already covered this in, in the last episode where we talked about this song, but just to yeah. refresh. The word dharma comes from Hinduism originally. I think it's probably a, a Sanskrit word. Uh-huh. It's either Sanskrit or, or Hindi. And it means... Notes. The laws of... The cosmic laws governing the true nature of existence. Okay. In Now, that specific that definition is specific to Hinduism. It's sort of like the, the order and law of the universe and its ramifications. Sure. In Buddhism, where the word is also used, uh, because a lot of terms in Buddhism come from Sanskrit and, and Hindi, because, because the Buddha was born in India, it refers to the teachings of the Buddha, but also the 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 nature of of reality you know the 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 sort of laws that govern the nature of of reality and the and the forms of the inherent emptiness that is existence itself bleak <laughs> <laughs> so there we go so it's so it can mean both the law of the universe and the teachings about the nature of the universe yes now, in the context of the writing of this song, mm-hmm. it it has to do, I think, with the latter of those those definitions. And this this song was commentary on the instant savior culture. Instant, right, right. Instant, not, not um, savior. Instant. Instant spiritual satisfaction, just add cash. Yeah, instant enlightenment. I'll have a Dharma for one, please. Indulgences for two. And let's do a round of enlightenments for everybody. Yeah, and sprinkle some LSD on top. Yeah. So that that was the, the basis for the creation of this song. But the original version was completely lyricless. It was an instrumental. So the bulk of the commentary or or all of the commentary was really just in the name itself. Now, here's a question for you, Nick. Yes. When you look up this song, uh-huh. it stands out because the writers for this song or the creators of this song are listed as Ian Anderson, comma, Clive Bunker. Correct. Did Bunker bash the lyrics for this song? Did he bash them out with his meat hands? Or, or is it just by virtue of the fact that he plays the most on that <laughs> song? <laughs> he plays he, 90% of his drumming that he's ever done is in that one live solo that he did that we just listened to. He's got squatting rights for this song, basically. <laughs> he's, he's common law married to this song because he's been playing it for 10 years straight. Just the one solo. Yep. I, don't, I mean, maybe. Or maybe he helped write the instrumental part. 
in the beginning. Like, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't recall seeing if, like, is the, is this credit specifically for the living in the past version or is it for I don't I don't think people get credited for a live version of a song right mm, I wouldn't well no because otherwise they'd have to credit everyone else who played on it well yeah I guess so so th- so this his his credit is for the original with no lyrics or is it for the lyrics but it didn't have lyrics in the original, so why would he be credited for those? But is he credited on the original, or is he just credited on the lyric version? I don't know who's on first. <laughs> I don't know who was credited. <laughs> I don't Point know. Point being, I think we can all agree Clive Bunker played the drums on this song. That, if there's one thing we can determine, it's that. In, in in existence itself, that that is that is the only fact that is the only certainty that I'm aware of. My own consciousness and that Clive Bunker played the drums for Dharma for one. That's a complete list of my beliefs. That is my own personal Dharma. Is uh, is that <laughs> is that he played the drums? Let's neatly and smoothly, like a water droplet rolling down an oiled surface, transition into the lyrics for this song. Sure. Yeah. Very. It's it's basically the same chunk repeated in between giant solo. Mm-hmm. Dharma, seek and you will find truth within your mind. Dharma, Dharma. E- <laughs> See this this is this is why I think that maybe Clive Bunker wrote, wrote the lyrics. Dharma, yeah, seems, I know that seems like that, the writing of a drummer. <laughs> that's that's actually I know you were I would say probably forty five percent joking, but. Mm. Y- I think you're absolutely right there because maybe 35. This doesn't feel at all like like Ian's writing. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's like this concert fell right around Clive's birthday, and Ian was like, "Yes, <laughs> fine, I'll sing your song. <laughs> I'll sing the lyrics." I have a question because I think that there may be an error in the lyrics that I that I uh, looked up. You're looking at the the Google one, right? I am. Uh, yeah. Dharma each to his own we seek. My lyrics say, together we'll and our stream Dharma. Now, that seems to me grammatically nonsensical. Yes. And so I wonder if, the, in fact, the lyric is, together we'll end our stream. And that that's what I thought. Grammatically, it makes a little more sense. Contextually, I still don't get it. Stream of conscience it could be referring to the the stream of existence through the cycle of reincarnation. Oh, okay. Because the 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 object of Hinduism and some forms of Buddhism is to end the cycle of reincarnation through enlightenment. Because the right. deal is, if you achieve enlightenment, you you end the cycle of reincarnation because you have achieved a, a sense of perfection, and so you just go to Nirvana and watch them play. It's the highest form of, of grunge. Grunge. Yes. Ripped <laughs> jeans and flannel. That's what the afterlife looks like. Oh no. Oh dear God, no. Is that what? What? Is that saying you don't want to go to afterlife if that's the case? Not if that's the dress code. Oh wow. Okay. Well, I guess you'll you'll have to keep living your imperfect life so you never reach enlightenment 
I would rather. <laughs> what else can we say about the lyrics? They're very... It's it's like he tried to fit in very rough aphorisms into something of of a song, of a flow. And it's really... It's kind of like... It's like that one guy in the creative writing class that he's just like proud as punch. He's got the biggest smile on his face. He's like, yeah, this is a good one. And everybody else is like, hmm, okay. No, I like I like that you used Comic Sans when you printed it. Mm. I mean, there's that. You know, it, I will say it's, it's a refreshing to me because, only because... It sort of forces Ian out of his normal singing rhythm. Mm, that's true, and, and that's interesting to hear. It's 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 refreshing. It's like a meat sorbet for the ear. <laughs> oh, um, f- f- take the ear out of it. Just the idea of a meat sorbet is is not terribly appetizing. But that would come from Clive Bunker, so I guess I guess it works. But it, but you know what I mean. It does it does have the feeling. It's a really different singing rhythm than than what he usually. Than what we usually hear from Ian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's not melodious. It's not poetic. It's not flowy. It's very brusque. It's brusque. It's it's bunkerish. It's it's bun- bunkernian. Everything about this song is bunkernian. I mean, the bunker bash right in the beginning. It's so heavy, and then it kicks. It it flows into the. The organ where John Evan like tries to salvage it a little bit, and he he takes he takes it and runs for like a minute before it it, it turns into the flute. But he's like, I'm 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 going to keep it as high class as possible. Well, speaking of flowing and speaking of John Evan and his organ playing, let us die and be reincarnated into a new part of this conversation where we talk about that. Yeah, sure. I so much enjoy the organ intro, and it reminds me... I do, too. I can't figure out if if it reminded me of being in a Methodist church or a silent movie-era horror film or a silent movie-era horror film about being in a Methodist church, <laughs> but it's it's very evocative. It is, yeah. It's... It's I I mean one of my notes was that it's very it's got a dark religious sound to it. Yes. Which it I mean granted organ is not necessarily associated with any of the adherence of dharma per se, but it still it still gets that it imparts the idea that this tenant of a religion has been corrupted somehow. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know that it, it took me there per se, but it definitely, it definitely took me on a spiritual journey. It definitely prepared my soul for the exorcism that was the rest of the song. Yeah, it is. It is very preparatory. Need an old drummer and a new drummer. <laughs> that was good. Can we also talk, Nick, about the the choral singing? Yeah, those voices. Those Dama. Dama. 
this is live. Yes. So that's not Ian playing with his loop pedal. No, that's everybody else in the band because there that's are everyone singing. Gosh, five. I think three different voices back there. At least, yeah. I mean, one of them could have been Ian. It could have been Ian because it's well, certainly. it's not like he's singing over it. But it starts out as almost choral, a bit manic, a bit bit strained, uh, but then it just goes off the rails. Yeah, I, they 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 become zealous. They become zealots. Zealots, yeah. Which is appropriate to mm-hmm. the material. Yeah, I will say that the nature of the singing and the quality of the singing is not good per se, but, but it. it, it it does what it's supposed to do, I think. It's very enthusiastic, and I like this. <laughs> it's, a, it's an E for effort. <laughs> it's an E sharp for effort. <laughs> I no, I, I. There's nothing musical about it, but it, it is. It is really. It's getting across that corruption again that I was talking about. I think and ecstasy, and yeah. It reminds me of, of the whirling dervishes. Mm, yeah. The whirling dharmas. The whirling dharmists. Dharmises. Dharmistus. Dharmistus day. Dharmistus day. On this, our Dharmistus day. <laughs> I love that film. Is this song, is this the original that they wanted to do for Dharma all along, but they couldn't get away with something like this on on This Was, do you think? Or did it evolve? I think it evolved. I think it it died, and the karma of its existence reincarnated it into a new form, and this is its more, this is its next form where it is paying for the sins of its previous existence. <laughs> that was my next question, yeah. <laughs> no, I, um, I, I, I do think, I think that, you know, on the... What was the album that it was on originally? Uh, this was. Oh my gosh! So on this was, I think it was a. It was a vehicle for their jazz aspirations. Their jazzpirations. The whole album was their jazzpirations, though. Absolutely, and so it's a product of of that their album. Bluespirations, their jazz blueshins. Yeah, <laughs> Too that's much. a great word to describe that album, actually. Yeah, jazz, I, j- jazz, 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 jazz blutions. I'm not upset about it. They jazz blued it all over that, all, <laughs> all over that disc, all over it. And now they're not, they're not confined mm-hmm. or defined by jazz, sure, or blues. Thank goodness they are defined. Right. They're only, de- they're only defined by the limits of their own imagination. And I think it's delightful that they took this, this old thing that they had in their, in their bag of nails. And redid it in a new fun way. And I think it's it's it sounds much more Jethro Tull-ish mm-hmm. than the original to me. The original sounds like we're trying to do jazz, but yeah. we're a bunch of people, English people from the north who've never, you know. That's that whole album. But why do you why do you reckon it why don't we see more of this? Why haven't we heard more of this? I mean, they never play the songs in in live concerts as a directly lifted off of the album, but this is such a a sidetrack from the original sound, you know? I would posit that there are two reasons. One is which one of which is that Ian is just such a prolific songwriter that there there wasn't space 
for them to do old material because he was just constantly creating so much new material. Uh huh. And the other thing is, I suspect that in those days, maybe they did play some of their oh. old stuff reworked and that we just haven't heard it because it doesn't end up on the albums. I suppose so, yeah. I think it's a combination of those two factors. And I, I also think it's something that we very circuitously got to early on in this discussion is that maybe Clive did write lyrics for it. Maybe he did. And maybe that's one of the main reasons is is there was such a... There was such a distinct change by adding lyrics to it and revamping the sound that it that's what makes it so notable. Yeah, and I do think that this is probably Clive Bunker's favorite song to play. Well, sure, yeah. Because, and uh, I'll give you one guess why. <laughs> and, you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah, right. Let Clive play the drum solo. Yeah. I mean, that is... The reason a drummer gets into a band is to put up with everything else just so they get thrown a drum solo every other show. Yeah. That was in the Encyclopedia Britannica, so it's got to be fact. You want to hear a joke? I bet you can guess the punchline. I probably can. I'm very excited now. Go ahead. What do you call a person who hangs out with musicians all the time? A drummer? A drummer. (laughs) All right. What do you call... A bassist without a girlfriend. A bassist. Homeless. Uh, ah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. I apologize to any bassists out there. I do not apologize to any drummers. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what else do we have to say about Dharma for One, take two? I said earlier that it might as well be a new song. Yeah. Not, not be called Dharma. Cause the original could be called anything there's no there's nothing there to to pinpoint it as dharma for one yeah that being said this version i could not see as a studio recording i think what makes it so good is that it's a live rough kind of unpolished version of this new quote-unquote new song i agree i think it's an amazing live track yeah i I totally agree i don't think it would be worth their time to go back into the studio and record it with these lyrics and with the addition of organ as cool as it is i I think it's a really really great record of the moment in time when they played it absolutely perfect perfectly said it's it's it is a great nugget for what it is when it is how it was done and thankfully they didn't Pursue it for any number of reasons. And there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, and honored beings. Dharma for one.
Nick? Omen. What do our listeners have to look forward to in the next incarnation of Talk Tall to Me? Next week, we are going to listen to Wondering Again. What? I thought we already listened to Wondering Aloud. We listened to Wondering Aloud. This is, for lack of a better term, the sequel? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, this this song is really pretty. It's it's nice. It pays homage to that uh, first one. It's a good one. Can I tell you something? Yeah, please. I'm loving this album. Are you really? I'm really genuinely loving it. Nice. It's so exciting good. for me to, to hear material that I haven't heard before. Yeah. And and I and I hope that everyone out there is having a great time too. Yeah, we've got we've got a handful more to to hit on this album, so so stick around. Enlighten us. <laughs> I, yeah, I, don't know if we, I, I don't know if we used this the last time, but please no. en- enlighten us as to how you feel about Talk Tell to Me. Share the word, the glory, and the knowledge that is Talk Tell to Me with your fellow podcast listeners. Bank some good karma for yourself by writing us a five-star review, and you will reap the benefits in your next life, we promise. So until next week, we appreciate yes. you doing that. Until next week, I am Nick McGill. I am the entity known in this life as Omen Said. We are Feckless Momes. And this is Talk Tall to Me. Talk Told to Me is a proud member of the Feckless Moans Audio Network. Clive, get out of here! Clive, get out of the temple! Clive, get out of the temple! Bad Clive!